Jezebel, God. Yeah. We break her back right now, God. Yeah. We thank you, Lord, that you disable that spirit, God. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Lord, that you break any intimidation in this house, God. Mm-hmm. Any fear, worry in this house, God, about what people are saying or people are thinking or how people are looking when we're speaking yeah. the truth, God. Yeah. How What spirits are responding, God. I thank you, Lord, that in this house, when spirits respond to us, God, we're going to stand in boldness, God. We're not going to backtrack. We're not going to be blanked in our mind, God. We're not going to be wondering what to say or what to do, Lord. We're going to know what to do, God. Because I thank you, Lord, that we have power over fear, God. Thank you, Jesus. And just before I start, the Lord told me to talk about this. About It says, the Bible says that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against powers, principalities, spirits, and, and, and forces of darkness. So we have to understand, too, when we come together, or when we're or, or just in general, that some of the stuff, not everything that we feel, sometimes some of the things that we're feeling and some of the things that were that come to our mind, there's spirit, there's spirits and principalities that we're at war against. And when we recognize this thing, these things, we don't pay any mind to it. When we recognize these things, we war against it instead of fighting. Why am I thinking this? Why am I feeling this? That's how they. That's the, because now we're spirit beings, and in the spiritual realm, spirit beings, when they if they have access to us, or they come to G, like like they came to Jesus in the in the desert. Now that then we have to cast it down because we're we're living in the, in the spirit, and we we have to we have to reign in the spirit. We have to take hold of it. Everything that when we come here, this gets specially, and we meet together. There's going to be. Because we're praying, we're warring, we're, we're preaching, we're, we're declaring, we're letting out the kingdom of God, and then the enemy doesn't like it. So when there's stuff that comes, Leviathan spirits, lies, the enemy making you worry about what everybody else is saying or thinking or this or that or the third, or thinking that this, make, th- making you think that this person is saying something about you, you need to war against it because you have to know this, that we fight against spirits and principalities. Thank you, Jesus. And we have to know that for this message too. Because when people, we're going to be preaching, we preach the truth. And when we preach the truth, there's going to be opposition. There's going to be spirits. There's going to be powers that respond to us. And we have to know how to respond back or what to do or not even really know how to respond, but have that iron in our spirit so that when those spirits speak, it has no control over us. It can't manipulate us. It can't can't take us. It can't revile us. It can't do anything to us. But this is going to be what we're going to deal with in Christianity and in this walk. If you, if you want to be in this walk, there's going to be opposition. And churches out there aren't preaching that. They're not preaching that we're going to have opposition. They're just preaching all the good things, but that we're not realizing that there's an enemy that wants to take our lives. It says that there's spirits and principalities that come to the church and seducing spirits that come to the church unaware so we have to be aware. We have to know these things. And I see even, a, and I'm preaching this message, and, and I know that Shane has preached this before, but I just felt, and I had this message for like two weeks, and then I, I realized last night, I was like, oh my God, wait a minute, Shane preached this already. I'm like, okay, so what now? And I just felt the Lord, I still felt confidence to do it, so I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to be faithful to it. And, I, and maybe, I think some of the things I'm, probably going to go a little bit of a different way anyway. And this call, this message is called a call to hatred. A call to hatred. And we're called to be hated. 
Jesus said we're called to be hated. If we're not drinking, if we can't drink the cup, oh, now everybody's getting serious. If we can't drink the cup of hatred, we can't be a Christian. We can't. This is what we have to embrace is hatred. We want to embrace the fire. We want to embrace his love. But how about embrace the opposition? How about embrace the hate? How about embrace when people are reviling us? How about embrace when people don't like what we're saying? Even amongst ourselves. There's going to be times. I'm not just talking about in the world or people in the religious system. I'm talking about there's even going to be times in the remnant, in the, in the bride, where because we're going through a process and one day your brother might be hating on you. Your, your brother might hate you, hate you and love you the next day, but you have to stand bold because you're standing for them. You're not, you, can't get, you, can't, you can't get distracted by how, how they feel towards you. You have to stand in the truth. You have to, every single person, and this is what God told me to ask, and understand where I'm coming from when I say this. What are you going to do if everybody in this room turns on you for preaching the truth? Just think about that. Don't, 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 don't. What are you going to do if everybody in this room right now turns on you for preaching the truth? Even people that you love or that, or that you thought loved you. What are you going to do? We have to be ready for this. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen here. What I'm saying is this is what we have to be prepared for in at being, being his bride. Being from him. And this is what he says in John 15, 18, 25. I'll let this thing speak for itself and then I'll go on. So, did, is that nobody's turn? Okay, I just want to make sure. John 18, 15, 18 through 25. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. And come on, really? If, if they hated Jesus, then they're going to hate you. It's not if they're going to hate you. People are going to hate you. Your daily portion is to be hated. But I'm telling you, when we realize that this is our portion, that this is the cup we have to drink, when people hate us, we have joy and peace. Amen. When people get mad because we rebuke them or correct them, or we, or, we, or we show them a better way, or because we tell them what they said, what they heard from God was not God, but we're standing the truth and they get mad, we, we should be standing and enjoying peace. But some of us can't even handle when somebody responds with a negative attitude, when somebody gets mad. Can anybody really say that every time they preach the truth or they speak up, that, that they, don't, they, don't, they don't simmer back a little bit? Can anybody say that they still stand bold all the time? No, right? So this is what God has, is making us realize is we have to get this, we have to let His mind be in us. Because when Jesus came, He knew that He was going to be hated. So He came with the mindset that I'm not going to be loved by everybody and, and He's prepared to be hated by anybody. He know, we know that there's going to be people, disciples, whatever, but there's going to be day, days that even our own disciples are going to hate us one day and love us the next. But we still love them back. We still love people who we're even raising up or we're, or we're being raised up with, offense, bitterness, uh, 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 backbiting, those are all forms of hate. So, are we prepared to face that for the rest of our lives or not? Because that's what we have to be careful. Not that that, that is going to be what we face because hopefully the Bible is true and I'm not, not hopefully the Bible is true 
And the church is going to raise up where the devil can't prevail against it. So there is going to be a day where that's not happening. But we have to be prepared for anybody and everybody in any situation to hate us. Even amongst our own. Remember they hated me first. If you belong to this world, it would love you as its own. If the world loves you, you're not his. Because if, you, if the world loves you, you're of the world. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. So Jesus is saying, you're not greater than me, so what makes you think they're going to love you? Because the flesh doesn't like the spirit. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Also, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teachings, they will obey yours also. So it's the truth. It's when people are living in a lies, believing lies, being diluted by lies, and you're walking in the truth and you're speaking the truth against those lies. Deeper than that, it's actually the spirits even in them that are getting angry at you. But you're able to still preach the truth without caving in because you're worried about their response. When we go on outreach here, you guys better all be ready. To, to when, you start, when, you start, when we start getting even, more, even to a higher level of boldness, to a higher level of truth, you better get ready to be hated by anybody on that street. To be, to be, to be, to be screamed at, to be cussed at, to be even, even maybe if they even try to throw something at you, throw their fist or whatever. You have to be ready for that because this is your life. This is your life. And it even talks about this in the scripture. That this is, it says, I'm going to get to it. It says, don't, you're not only, we're not only called to believe on Christ, but we're also called to be persecuted and suffer with Christ. We're called to be, we're called to be hated. They will treat you this way because of my name and the gospel. For they do not know the one who sent me. And if I had not, <clears throat> if I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their, for their sin, for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it, as it is, they would have seen, and yet they have been hated both me and my father. When they hate you, they're hating God too. Because if you're, of, if, you're the, if, you're the, if you're walking as the word, we're called to be the walking word. So people are out there are, called, are the walking dead, we're called to be the walking word. Amen. And if we're the walking word, we're like Christ because Christ was the walking word. And that's what we're, we're called to be just like him. So what makes, if people hate the word, how, would, how, would, how would any, is anybody going to really like us? How can we get around our family and they not hate us? And sometimes we go around people in the, uh, the world that love us so much because we're not even really walking out. There's, there's places in our life where we're compromising the truth. That's, the enemy has our throats sometimes and we get around our family we wonder why everything's so peaceful and I can dwell. It says, how can the, how can the, and I, and I, and I, and I know some Christians, I'm not going to name names, not anybody here, that they hang out with people who are, and they're apparently so on fire and they're hanging out with people that are doing drugs and alcohol. That, that doesn't make any sense. Where, how are you the walking word? And that's why all these guys like Carl Lentz and these 
preachers. They're able to hang out with this guy, Justin Bieber, and this guy and that guy because they're not even, they aren't even of Christ. If they're not of the word, they're not of Christ. And if Justin Bieber, if, if these guys were actually walking in the truth, Justin Bieber, Bieber would probably be offended. He probably wouldn't be with them they're, because, they're, because they're of the world as well. And the world loves them. That's why so many people go to those churches. is because the world loves them. Because they're not of the kingdom, they're of the world. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. Without reason. People are not going to have any, any reason reasoning behind why they really hate you. They'll just try to come up with all this stuff. Even now in the church, people are going to try to come up with, well, this and that, you offended me. But they don't even really know what they're talking about. They just don't like you. They, don't, they, they have a strong dislike for you, and that's called hate. They, they're offended with you. They're jealous with you. But guess what? That's their problem. On your side, you better be ready for anybody to be jealous with you and any, everybody to hate you. And you still come amongst people and still walk in power and still be bold and still not even be affected by it. Man, you may be a little mad at it because God's not happy with it. But I'm talking about walking and that and them not be that thing not intimidating you when you know because you know you get around people that, that dis, dislike you or hate you or have fe- these feelings towards you and you can feel it. Yeah. But I'm talking about to the point where even if you feel it, it doesn't it doesn't change how you act. It doesn't even it's like you, you and you'll still keep spoken speaking truth and, and pouring in truth no matter what. Still keep being able to dwell, dwell around them, not to hang out with them, but to win them back. It's called long-suffering. We're called to long-suffer with even people that hate us for a time. Not the people of the world. I'm talking about even in the church, we're called to long-suffer. Matthew 10, 23. And ye shall be hated by all men for my name's sake, but he that endure to the end shall be saved. He that is endures being hated until the end shall be saved. Are you able to, be, to endure being hated until the end by people in the church, by people in the world, by your family, by even you go home and your wife is upset with you or your husband's upset with you? Are you, even, are you ready for that? Because you're not going to be able to change people. Only God can change people and you need to do what you need to do. But if you keep, but if, but see, this is what happens. This is why we have, I think I wrote it down here too. This is why we have gospels out there or churches of accommodation. Churches and bodies of Christ, apparently, that accommodate the world, that accommodate the religious. Because they're afraid of the backlash. They're afraid of not having members. They're afraid of losing people. They're afraid of everybody getting mad at them, offended. And guess what? Then you end up in the Joel Osteen church. Because they're there to be liked by men. They're there to be, it says, be at favor with God. And then you'll be at, and, 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 if, and if man be at favor with you, that's great. But you're not out there to be at favor with man. You're, there to, you're, you're here to be at favor with God. And if man be favor with you, that's great. Wonderful. Then, you, you, then the unexpected happen. But I, I, I would say to you, expect to be hated. And that's why these churches do what they do is because they don't want to be, they can't, they don't want to be hated. They didn't sign up to, for Christianity to be hated. They didn't sign up for Christianity to, to be disliked, to be, for people to be offended with them. And they say, oh, keep the peace in Jerusalem. Everybody be peaceful. But that's not real peace. That's called a compromising peace. It's called fake. Because we can only be at peace in the truth. 
joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. Not joy, peace, and righteousness in general, because of your good works or because everybody's happy with you. Joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. That means because the Holy Ghost and the Father are at peace with you because you're walking and you're obeying and you're one with Christ. That's the joy and peace, is that I know that He's pleased with me. I don't have to keep reciting it. I don't have to keep telling myself. I know. Amen. Everybody hates being rejected, but really everyone hates being hated. No one likes rejection. You know what? You're suffering with rejection. And this is what God told me. You're suffering with rejection. You don't like being hated. But that's what you signed up for. Because you know what? I only got... Two, three, six. Six scriptures about being hated, about our calling to be hated, and that wasn't even a quarter of, of the of, of all the scriptures that were talking about that. Basically, all over the Bible it talks about being hated. About about this is what you're called to, this is what you signed up for. You're not only called, and there's a scripture somewhere. Where is it? They hate you, they hated me first. No, that was the one I just read, I think. Anyway, I'll probably get to it, but it says that, I think I mentioned it even, but it says that you're not only called to believe in Christ, you're called to be hated with, you're called to be persecuted with Christ, you're called to that. This is the reason why we have... Okay, I already did that. And then this is what God said too. He said, if you, want, if, you're a re- if you want to be a real Christian, you want to walk in real power... And, and this is the other thing, really, really, before I say that. When you're hated and you're persecuted, you should be, you should be happy... And not happy that people are... I'm, talking about, I'm not saying be happy about people being like that because they're hating on Christ. I'm talking about... Or they're hating on the truth. I'm talking about being hated because... When you are, God comes stronger on you. The anointing comes, becomes, it, it, I even have scripture on that. It talks about being, that if you're, those that uh, are hated for righteousness sake will be blessed. The anointing increases in your life. Because you're willing to embrace the, the sufferings of Christ. Get ready to be rejected, used, manipulated, bashed, argued against. Everywhere and anywhere in any situation. And you can bet it's going to be on Facebook. All the time. And get ready get ready for it. You should be ready for anybody and everybody to, to, to come against you on Facebook or whatever. Or, or whatever setting you're in. Matthew 5.11 Blessed are you when, you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Get ready for people to speak lies about you, to go to go to go to someone else and someone else and, and speak stuff about you and say stuff that's not true or twist what you say. Get ready for everything you say to be twisted. This is this is the cup of, of, of the of the sufferings of Christ. The Pharisees were always diverting, twisting, turning, everything that Jesus said, just so that they, wanted, they just wanted to get him. Everything that he was saying. 
But it didn't phase him not because he he knew this is what this is what his life is going to be, a life of hate, a life of people taking his words and twisting it, and nobody people not understanding him. Everybody always taking him out of context. Everybody always believing what they want to believe about him. Nobody actually listening to everything that he's saying. People not paying attention to him. People putting him to the side. It even says there's another scripture I didn't put down. It says. It says, it says, don't be weary or don't be worried. I don't forget how it goes, but when people put you to the side, when people exclude you, that's what it said, exclude you. They don't include you. They reject you. Get ready for that. This is your life. And blessed are you because now you're trading in the sufferings of Christ for the glory of Christ. It's a blessed that persecute and revile you and... In part, for so they did to the prophets before you. Right. I think I actually have that, too. Yeah, amen. Then 2 Timothy 3.12. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. You want to... And I'm not... T- because then you got people that are apparently in Christ Jesus, or they believe on the name of Christ Jesus, but godly life, they don't have that part. They have the name all the time, but they're not really being hated. They're being, okay. They're being, the false churches, they're being hated by, oh, the government is cutting our funds, or, you know, uh, they put a Buddhist temple in, down the block, or, or, you know, they took the Ten Commandments out of the memorial thing, and, and, and wherever. Or people are saying stuff. Like, that's not real hate. That's not, that's not the hate that God's talking about. I'm talking about people who even love you. I'm talking about anybody, everybody in every city. I'm talking about wherever you go, whenever you're preaching, there's going to be some opposition. I'm not talking about persecution against Christianity in general. I'm talking about persecution against you, yourself. I'm talking about hate against you. Because really, the deeper fact about it is the enemy's persecuting you. The enemy's out to hate on you. And it will use any vessel that is, has an open door. Even amongst us. We'll use an open door... To, to have to, to bring hate to you and and, and, when, and, we, and when we cave like Elijah did, we waste our time and, and come off of our assignment. That's what happened to Elijah is he got bad response, negative, hate coming from Jezebel and Ahab and what did he do? he ran away because he didn't he thought it was gonna, what did he think? he probably thought it was going to be pizza and cream I rebuke her and God drops her dead. Bam, see you later Jezebel. No, but it was a whole thing that God wanted him to do and God wanted him to be ready to, 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 to face that thing. God wanted him to be ready to embrace everything that Jezebel was going to bring to him. And he came back and he spoke with boldness, realizing that this is what's going to happen. Jezebel's going to be like this. And he has to stand firm. Then God said this too. Get ready to have Peters around you all the time. Peter's. What happened with Jesus? It was Peter, right? He was going to the he was going, he said, Oh, you don't have to go to the cross. Get behind me, Satan. That was Peter, right? Yeah. Get ready to have those around you. When you're fulfilling your calling, when you're preaching what you're supposed to be preaching, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in the body, and your in your in your gift or your calling, and people are saying, Oh brother, that's not love. Or oh brother, relax though. I think you're too a little too much. Relax, you're making people feel uncomfortable. Relax, you're whatever. 
Whatever they say. Oh, I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. Oh, what about loving Jesus? Get ready for Peter, those Peters. And they will dwell even amongst us. And you know what? I want to tell you from a personal experience, when I was in, a, in another ministry, that's, that ruined me, those type of people. Speaking those, speaking those things, when I'm boldly preaching the truth, casting out demons, and then people say stuff and hating and all this stuff, and then I cave in, and then I come to the meetings, I come around, and I, and I feel like, I feel frail, I feel disgusting, I feel like, and then I'm like, what, what happened to me, God? What, what did I do? What did I do wrong? But God's not saying, you, you didn't re- really do nothing wrong. They did wrong, and you gave into their wrong. They hated you, and you gave into their hate, and you're living for them. You're living for them. Because we have this vision sometimes that it's all going to work out. When we preach the truth and we obey God, revival. There's going to be a massive amount of people that are going to just enter the church right when we start obeying God. Right when we start doing what we're supposed to do. Everybody's going to like me. Everybody's going to love it. Everybody's going to push me. Everybody's going to... Come on. It's going to be the opposite. At, at least in the beginning. I mean, you can ask, you can ask Shane, Marlene, Elaine, and Steve. In the beginning... They didn't have, what, what, you only started off with how many, you, you didn't have much, right? Yeah. So, and they embraced all the way until the end, even all the hate, all the people that turned their back on them, all the people, and look, and look at the glory now. Look at the, 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 what God's doing now. They had to embrace people, even amongst their own selves, backstabbing them, turning on them, gossiping on them, and I still see them still helping some of those people. Still some of those people that have, re- that have rejected them, that's bashed them, that's gone on Facebook, that's trying to, trying to even take people in here and, and, t- and tell them stuff, still blessing them, still loving them. But when we don't want to be hated, and, and, and people hate on us anyway, we start getting that, this thing where it's like we, 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 get, we actually get mad back at them. We actually curse them. Because we don't like the hate, and because we don't like the hate and we want to be liked, we curse them, we get mad at them, we revile them, we, we, go, we go speak gossip about them. But when you know your calling in Christ, when you know this calling to be hated by all men, you can step in and you can still bless them and still love them and still, have, and still even have a smile on your face because you know that Christ is in, is in you and He's working in you and He's trying to speak to that person. And you worry about that person more than anybody. You're not called to be here for everybody to love you or anybody to love you. You're called to be here so you can love everybody else. You're called to love everybody else, not to have everybody love you. That's right. Well, I can't even, couldn't even read that scripture because it was folded in. This is what we have in, ch- in church today. People who fall away. Oh, wait. Sorry. Oh, no, that's uh, That's my little... Uh, Thing there, where I uh, put the things there, the done papers. This is what we have in the church today. People who fall away, but not necessarily to the world, but to religion. Because they can't handle the heat. They can't handle the hate. So they come to places like hot. They come to hubs around the world that are really facing the real persecution. And they're like, oh, what's this? This can't be. Why is there all this hate here? Why is everybody persecuted? Why is everybody calling it a cult? Why is everybody saying this? And they're like, oh no, I can't be here. I got to... Because they, they see another Jesus that they think... Appreciate it, man. Thank you, sir. They see another Jesus that think... And, and some people really don't really know the scriptures. Really. 
I'm talking about Christians 30 years in the church. They don't even really know the scriptures. And then you tell them that Jesus called people snakes and that people hated him everywhere he went and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, that's a lie. That's not. Show me that in the scripture. Show me it. Read every, all the red lettering. Read any of the red lettering and you'll see a, 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 a person who is not like any, any Jesus that anybody can portray. Not even how we can portray it. And every time I even still read how, what Jesus said today, I'm still like, whoa, he said that? Whoa, he was that strong? Whoa, he called that person that? He called them broods of vipers? He said that their father was a devil? The Israelites, he called, they told them that? This is, this is not, we don't, our carnal minds, we're still being transformed into a kingdom mind. And as we're being transformed into a kingdom mind, we're learning to, be, to know how he is like. We're still becoming like him. And the world... They try to understand him with their carnal mind, and their carnal mind thinks, well, God, how, could, how would he be? Well, he has to be loving. He has to be this way. He has to be that way. Because that's what their appetite calls for. That's what their lust calls for. But if, we don't get, if people in the, in the church don't get born again, if people in the church don't get delivered and, and really seek the kingdom of God, they'll never know him, and they'll think they know him, and then they'll be like, oh, loving Jesus, and he's going to be like, turn away from me. I don't even know you. Because you didn't want to know me. You wanted to know the God of your own belly and you called it Jesus. They can't handle the hate, the persecution of the truth. They fall away, not fully blown to their old life, but another form of corrupt life. So they don't, so these people that can't handle the heat, they fall away to religion. They fall away, they end up becoming religious. That's, how, that's why some people who are so on fire become religious because they can't stand when their family has persecuted them. They can't stand the hate from their family. So they become religious and then they twist the gospel to accommodate their family just so they can be one with their family and their family will like them again. Just so that they're... I, listen, I, you know what? I, I speak from personal experience and I only tell you this for your own edification. That I, I, I faced it in my own family. I'm not going to say who. Some of you already know. But over and over and over and over. Not talking to certain people over for long periods of time. People who, who, who were there with me in my household. And still to this day, really, most of my family doesn't even want to... I'm talking about even my extended family. They don't even want to know me. They don't want to know who I am. They don't, want, they don't really care. But my, my satisfaction is in Christ. It's not in them. And I'm, and, I, and, I'm ready, and, and I'm ready for it. I'm ready for people even to say more stuff. We need to be ready for everybody in our family to turn on us. It says that mother, mother-in-law will turn against uh, daughter-in-law, father against brother, brother against sister, sister against mother, father against son. God's dividing people. He's not bringing this false unity. He's, bring, he's dividing people. And then you have all these gospels that say, oh, God wants to... Unite us. He wants to unite you with your family. He wants to put you with your friends so you can be a light to them. But God's saying, no, those are goats. You're my sheep. Get to your real family and let them go. Let the dead bury the dead. And then I will give you tenfold, a hundredfold father, mother, brother, and sister and houses and lands. In this time. Not, not just, not in heaven, in this time. And they're going to persecute you for that. They're going to persecute you for, your, for the, pros, the spiritual prosperity God pours out on you. Are you ready for that too? Are you ready for God? God blesses you with a new house, a new car, and gives you a business, whatever. And people are saying, 
whoa, whoa, what are you, why are you, what's all this stuff you got? Why are you, you're, you're a filthy lucre, blah, blah, blah. Are you ready for people to call you that and twist the gospel on you and even, and even hate on you with the gospel? That's the worst kind of people to face is the people that hate on you with the gospel. They use the word unrighteously against you. That's, to me, that's the highest form of hate. Is to face people that are from your own, from your own following, and they and they turn on you, and they're supposed to be for you because you're for Christ, but they're not for the truth. That's the problem because Christ is the Word, and if they're not really for the Word, they're not really for Christ. They fall away not fully to their own life, but another form of corrupt life. And this is stuff I wrote: where the wolves dwell. And this is what people that can't stand. This, this, this cup we have to drink is they go to the wolves because the wolves are going to tell them everything that they want to hear. The wolves are going to say, oh, you're blessed. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this. You're, you're great. Oh, no, you're not. That, God's not condemning you. God, don't worry. You're okay. Stay in your sin. This, that, and the third. That's where they go because they didn't know when they signed up and they said the prayer, they didn't know, whoa, I'm not... I'm, I have to face persecution. I have to face all this stuff, and then and then God and then this is what this is what these people are like. There's a scripture in the Bible about these people. It's, it's uh, you know the example of the seeds that Jesus was talking about. That the, these seeds fell by the wayside. These feet, seeds fell by the thorns. Well, Mark four seventeen talks about. I think these are the wayside. I didn't put it. And it, said, it talks about these seeds that fell along, I don't know if it was, I think it was the waste of the hard ground. And it says, and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. They, they actually are going after God, seeking God. They're actually on the path of righteousness. They're actually on, on, on fire for God, enduring for a while. Walking this walk out in Christ with all endurance, but only for a while. Then... When tribulation or persecution comes, arises, on account of the word, when they get persecuted and, and on account or, 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 or hated for the word, immediately they fall away. They fall away because of the hate, the persecution, people being bitter with them, people being offended with them, they can't handle it, they don't like it, they didn't sign up for it, see you later. They go, they go to the false grace churches, they go to the legalistic churches, and they can't even really join the legalistic churches because they're just going to kill them with the word anyway. And they go to all these, all these places because this is, not the, this is not what they signed up for. How can I be hated by all men? I thought God was a loving God. I thought God was going to let, I thought I was supposed to be at peace with all men. And then they take that scripture, oh, we're supposed to be at peace with all men, so let's go compromise with man. Just so they'd be at peace with us. And then we'll tell them about Christ's name. But only when they're open to it. Only when they won't resist. Only when they won't get mad at me. Only when it's the proper time. Oh, let, let's, just, let's just give them a track. Let's just put on a Jesus movie. Let's put on pure flicks. But they can't preach the truth because they're submitted under a worldly person's flesh. They're submitted under their family and friend's flesh. Exactly. Man-pleasing. Because they don't, they, they're these people that are, that, are, that, are, that are the seeds on the wayside, of it, and they're not going to endure till the end. According to, according to Scripture, according to Mark 4, 17, they're not going to endure till the end. 
They endure for a while, but they fall away. What is the great falling away? It's falling away from the faith. And, how can, and if you're not in the faith, how are you going to be saved? Really? So if you can't be hated, you can't be saved. If you can't be hated, and especially in the times we're coming in, in the time where there's going to be an antichrist, that's going to kill, there's going to be, they're going to be killing Christians, they're going to be out for us, they want to be wanting to put a chip, and there's going to be all, oh, trust me, the majority of the Christians are going to be putting that chip in, and there's already preachers saying, oh, if you put the chip in, you're going to be saved, don't worry. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And this guy was actually preaching some truth, I'm not going to mention his name, but he was preaching some, preaching some truth, but he's telling everybody, oh, don't worry, if you get the mark of the beast, you'll still be saved. So basically he's telling compromise and God's got to, got to wink at it. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And you know what? If they had, if they wanted, if they, if they had that compromise in, they're already compromising. That's right. If that guy's already saying that, he, he's already lost. He's already become a wolf. Because I'm, all I know is I've never felt like that. From the moment I got saved, I was like, I ain't taking no chip. And, and, and every real Christian, every real born again person is saying, I'm taking no chip. So if you're t- saying I'll take, the, if you're open to take the chip, or whatever, or you, or you feel like that's gonna, and you may you may need to repent, you may may need to get born again. Immediately they fall away. Wow. And these are the and these are the people that are. This is the dead church that God was talking about. They think they're alive, but they're dead. It's because they can't take the fury of the enemy. The fear. The the, the, the people coming against them, people revolting against them, the persecution, they can't take it. So they become dead. And, they, and, they, and I'm sure they had Christmas stuff too. And, and, and all these churches out here, they think they have Christmas stuff and they have dancing and they have loud music. And even this church in Nicaragua, they're like, oh yeah, come to my church, it's going to be on fire. And then we went there, it was like so dead. And they think because they're playing loud music and they have all these colors everywhere, they're, they're alive. And that's what these churches do. They think they're alive because of the fleshly things they have in their church, because of the fleshly things they're doing, because of the things they're doing out here, but they don't know that the fire is only within. The fire is only within. And then I don't even have to do colorful stuff or a Santa Claus. I can just walk into a room and, and revival's walking in the room. I don't need traditions and colorful stuff and, and, and loud clanging of cymbals and loud clanging of instruments and playing and, and loud hillsong music and big stages to be alive. They think that this is because, because it's the cool thing. Because all the worldly people like it. Because, it's, oh my God, it's so, so loud. It's so awesome. It's like a concert. Yeah, you're alive to the people, to the dead people, but you're not alive to the alive people. You're dead with them. You're alive in the flesh, but you're dead in the spirit. How many in the church fall away because they can't embrace the haters? They can't embrace the hate. I, was, I should have called it that message, embrace the hate. Because if you can't embrace the hate, he won't embrace you. Because they hate him. Jesus said if they hate me, they hate my father. So if they hate the father, how can they not hate you? And you're supposed to be of the father. How can, how can you call yourself from the father and people speak well of you? It says that, woe to you that when people speak well of you. And I say, blessed are you who, who men everywhere you go speak bad of you or speak corrupt of you. You're going to get an overload of the anointing. 
oh, pay this tithe and pay that tithe, or, or I'm sorry, pay that, pay that big, this big offering on our TBN network, or whatever network, and you're going you're gonna to get the blessing. I say you embrace the hatred of your calling, and you're going to get the blessing. You're going to go everywhere, and the, and the kingdom of God is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna, is gonna to chase away all the demons. And because we can't embrace it and accept our portion, everything we do gets affected. Everything we do gets affected. When we can't embrace this, our preaching, our conversation, our praying, our everything gets affected. We start praying out of insecurity. We start praying off of what people are thinking. We start praying off of what people will like. If I pray this, people will agree with me. People will say amen. People will say yes. If I preach this, everybody's going to like and comment on my videos. Everybody's going to like and comment on my, on, my, on, my, on my Facebook posts. Everybody's going to like and comment on my Instagram. Everything you do is going to be affected. You're going to be worrying everywhere you go. You're going to be worrying about... And then, and then there's some pastors and teachers and preachers, whatever, that they're, they're looking to see what the church that they preach in, what is... What do they like here? What do they like to hear? And then they preach it. It's called divination. It's called man pleasing. And that's why, and people that have, people that you want, you want to remove man pleasing from your life, you need to be ready, ready to be hated by all. Everything you do, you start praying out of fear. You start praying out of insecurity. When we pray out of fear, and insecurity, or we pray out of anything but faith, it has no effect. We're praying in vain. When we're preaching in fear, when we're preaching for whatever reason, but because of faith, because of what He's given us from heaven, because of what our Father has shown us, because of what our Father has said, we're preaching with no power. And there's going to be no anointing. God's not going to back you up. We have to preach. We preach through faith alone. We pray through faith alone. We do everything in the kingdom of God through faith. What is faith? Is reliance on God's word. Is I'm doing this because he said it. And that's purely it. When, and that's how all my works before God will be pure. Is if I just do it because he said it. If, if I do it because he wants it. If I do it because of him. Not because of I'm worried about this person, that person, or, or, or whatever. And I'm not, and, and I'm going to use this as an example, but I'm not saying that you guys did it out of that. But if I go pray, so don't get offended. <laughs> but if you get offended, hallelujah, well then, I hope you repent, but I'm going to be alright. But you know what? If we pray for Aaron, Aaron's sick right now, if we pray for Aaron out of fear, there's going to be, we, then we wonder why, and I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying you guys did, but when we pray for people out of fear or worry for them, there's no power. We're praying out of our flesh. When we pray out of any, when we do anything in the kingdom of God out of the flesh, what is the flesh? Flesh is not out of, it's out of my own thinking, out of my own feelings, out of my own emotion. And it has no effect. And then the devil's like, ha ha, because I got your prayer right here. Because your prayer is bottled up in your fear. Your, your prayer is bottled up in your emotions. And you need, you need to pray for that person or you need to, Heal that person because I, you, I said that you can. You need to command that, those demons out of that person, not because you're just worried about the person, but because you have all power and authority. Because it doesn't have any power. 
When we, when, we, when we remember and embrace the power and authority that we have in the Word of God, there, we can't have fear. But when we have fear, it just shows maybe we don't know what's, what we have in the Spirit, what's in Christ. When we, and, and we talk about this vision that Marlene had, and I believe that vision is not only for a few people, it's for all of us when it comes to that, that you know, the preacher and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and being afraid of people's faces. Well, when you embrace this calling, this, when you drink this cup, you don't get afraid of anybody's face. See, right now in the past, right now no one's saying anything. Right now everybody's looking at me with kind of like blank faces, but it doesn't intimidate me anymore. In the past it did. In the past when I see people's faces, I would like choke up or I wouldn't know what to say anymore I'd be, or the boldness would go because I'm preaching because of faces. I'm preaching because of what people, how people are reacting. But when you embrace this cup and, 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 and you just worry about the kingdom being manifested, no matter what resistance there is, everywhere you go, you better expect resistance. Then you can preach it in boldness and, and, and pound that wall. Because it's a wall. It's, and you know what? That wall is just a drywall. And it's gonna be, your, your fists are going to go right through it if you just punch it. We get afraid of everyone's face when we preach or correct them. We have to, and this is what I did last week, and I'm like almost beating myself up. Even Marlene had a time, and uh, something happened, and I had to apologize for what God did, told me to do. But that's just man-pleasing. That's, and, and then that's when kind of this message got birthed. So it was like, are you ready to really be, have resistance? Are you ready to really have, really? Because then you're going to keep apologizing to everybody. And then God's going to apologize to you for not manifesting because you're, you're, you're all of a sudden apologetic. And not even that in that way, but apologetic because you're a man pleaser. And then, and then you have all the, and then you have that doctor in apologetics where they have to explain everything to people who aren't even after God anyway. When the, when, when the, in the book of Acts, when they bring the word of God, when they bring the kingdom of God, either, either people... Either people converted and, and the power of God transcended on them or people hated them. There was no middle ground where they had to explain and say, oh, but this opinion... No, it's because they came in power. They came with the proof. I don't need to watch 5,000 God-existent videos to realize God is real. No, it's when the power of God manifests. It's when, I, it's when we bring the power of the kingdom. People will feel it and they'll either like it or they'll, they'll either give in to him or they're going to hate it. But it's manifesting anyway. And that's all that counts. And you know what? When you know the kingdom's manifesting you and your people are hating you, you go home with a smile because you know the kingdom manifests and that's why they were mad. They weren't mad because of my stupidity. They were mad because the kingdom of God. And they don't like the kingdom of God. And the book of Acts, that's what they did, man. And people don't realize this. They, people want to be like the book of Acts church. Well, the book of Acts church turned the whole world upside down. They flipped, they flipped the, all, the whole world on its axis or whatever you want to call it. I'm not scientific. But they flipped everything around. Everywhere they went. And they were loved or hated. There was no explaining to do. They didn't have to explain anything. They just preached the gospel. They just casted out demons. They just healed the sick, cleansed the lepers. They didn't have to say, okay, well, it works like this. But no, it was like either people received or not. You can't approach the truth on Facebook anymore because everyone is offended 
And I see all these guys, some of these guys on Facebook, and they have, and they keep having, and then they, they post something that's so true, and then I, sometimes I even try to come and back them up. I'm like, because they, they post something that's truth, and then people get mad, and then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And then they come with another post, oh, I'm sorry if anybody got offended at what I said. Um, I want to try to offend anybody. And then they have to go on and explain what they're trying to say and all this stuff. And they're trying to explain it to wolves. And they're trying to explain to people that are hard-headed. And they're hard-headed because they're after this life and they're after religion. And they can't just accept to be hated. And that's why when people see this, 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 what, this is going, what this is doing, I hope it penetrates some of you on Facebook. Because you need, a real, you need to stop apologizing. And then you lose the power. And then I see some of these people later on. And then they're posting what everybody else wanted them to post. They end up giving it to those spirits those false love spirits and those Jezebel spirits, and they start preaching what they're preaching. Because then they start turning over to preach what everybody likes. And then they think it's God because when, you, when everybody likes you, when everybody is feeling good, you start f- feeling good. But it's not of God. You're just feeling good because everybody's smiling at you, everybody's, everybody's at peace with you, but God's not at peace with you. And then, and, and they're, and they're, and they're, and then I see some of these people, then they're sending me videos, some of them are sending me videos of, Stupid stuff. Like I'm like, what are you sending me? What happened to the fire? Well, they go off into business. They're posting about business stuff, about worldly stuff, about sports. I'm like, oh, they're not even posting at all? I know people who are so on fire, preaching everywhere, casting out demons. And now they're not preaching nothing. And then they're in a church talking about the same thing that they always were stuck on. And, and, God's, and they're still wondering why God's not moving on it. We can't be afraid, and we've, and we've talked about confrontation, but we need to be reminded, we can't be afraid of confrontation. If hatred is, is the cup that you, you're, you're called to drink as, as, as a born-again believer, confrontation is going to be most of your life. You're going to be in confrontation. You're going to get ready for any type of confrontation all the time. We get fr- Sometimes we go on the streets and we see confrontation, we want to run away, but you know what? It's not, we, we need to be ready for it. There's going to be confrontation. That's a part of it. That's, that's, that's the cup we're drinking here. We don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. We, want to, we don't want to ruff, ruffle anybody's feathers. We don't want to put any, everybody's ducks out of their rows. But we don't understand that we're called to put everybody's ducks out of their row. We're called to flip them upside down. So then when they go back in their house, or then when they go back home from church, or they go back home from the conference, then they're like, just, then they battle. But then, we, because we don't want to ruffle their feathers, we preach the truth, but we don't really preach it to the full extent. And then they go home and they're like, oh, that was a great meeting. But they, but they didn't receive any of it. But at least when you ruffle their feathers, they go home and they're like, they're fighting it, but at least they're fighting it. And at least that, the seed of God in them is at war with the seed of the world in them. At least they're going home and they're, they're mad, yeah, but at least they're giving it thought now. And at least God... Got in somehow, and, the, and, and you know why they're going home and they're fighting with themselves and they're angry at you? It's because the devil in, in them is angry and doesn't want to come out of them. So yeah, they're going to be angry, they're going to be twisting, they're going to be turning in their sleep, but good. Let them twist and turn. Because you just manifested the kingdom of God. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Good, they're going home and they're twisting in their, at least they're not going to be twisting and turning in their bed in deception. Churches get afraid of losing members, friends, people. 
who were called, or even people that were, even people that we call family, we get afraid to lose. Even people that have, stick, have stuck with us for so long, we're afraid to lose. But it's if people leave, it says that if, if they obey His teaching and they obey the kingdom of God, they're, they're, they'll, they'll obey you. They'll, they'll, they'll walk with you. That's, what, that's the words of Christ. And if they're rejecting you and they're turning away from you, it's because they're rejecting the truth. They're turning away from the truth. How can we be walking in the truth and another person be walking in the truth and then a person reject us how? There has to, there's agreement there. But if, there, if, 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 if two... It says that if there's... Uh, what is it? If two... two, two oh, unless, they agree. unless they agree. So if people don't agree with the truth in you, don't get surprised if they leave you. If they, if they walk away from you. If they don't come anymore. If, they don't, if they're not on your Facebook anymore. If they blocked you. Because it's the truth. People, the lies hate the truth. This is a good one, a little thing. I liked it, but you guys might not like it. It says, Be hated for the truth, or the truth will hate you. <laughs> oh, there's a click. That's going down. It says, Stand on the rock, lest the rock crush you to pieces. <clears throat> Embrace the hate. Expect it. Because this is the sufferings of Christ. This is the cup he drank and he's saying, now you drink it. Matthew 5.10 But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Love them anyway. And I know people who apparently were persecuted or hated on and, or, or, they're on, or I've seen them, they post on Facebook and then I see them in person. Nobody here. And I see them in person <laughs> and then they're all mad. And then they're, all, then they're like, oh, I can't believe that guy. Blah, 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 blah. How can he do that? How can he blah, 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 blah. Love them who persecute you. That's going to happen. I know somebody in my family, that's all they get. And then they're, because they're, they, 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 they're, they're done completely with Facebook because they can't stand everybody saying stuff about them or saying stuff about what they're posting. Well, guess what? Welcome to Christianity because this is what Christianity is. Christianity is opposite of the world. The world loves people. We get hated. Welcome. Pray for them. Bless them. Don't curse them. If you hate them back, people who are hating people back that are cursing them, they're not in the truth. Or they're not in the full truth. When we curse somebody back that hates us, we're not embracing the truth and mercy, the truth and love. And not a, a greasy grace love, a love that burns for them not to go to hell. I'm going to do this again. Philippians 1.29 For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should only believe in Him, but also suffer for His sake. Suffer for His sake. The fight, the, we, have, we have a few sufferings. We have the suffering of our flesh dying on the cross. And then we have our, the suffering of People crucifying us. The sufferings of Christ.
People preach believe and get saved, but nobody's preaching believe and be hated. Believe and have the whole world turn against you. Believe and, and be ready for your family to turn away from you. Because that doesn't bring in revenue and doesn't bring in money. It doesn't bring in people. This is why there's no power in the church. It's because everybody wants members, but nobody wants disciples. Everybody wants to be liked. Luke 6.26 Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. And I said this before. When they speak well of you. When people are always, you know, Joel Osteen has everybody speaking well of him. Well, not of God. And there's even a verse that I couldn't find it that says that if you're not being persecuted for, for my name, you're not mine. If you're not being hated for because of the truth, you're not his. If people are not hating you, if you're not going through, if you're not having hate in your life, well, guess what? You might not even be his. If there's not spirits after you, if there's not Jezebels after you, there's not all these other whatever things trying to take you out, well, you might not be his. Because they go after the oil. Tobiah and Sambalet were going after the oil. And Jerusalem. They were going after the inner temple and they got into the inner temple because Jehoshaphat or whatever his name is let him in. Because he wanted to be liked by men. He didn't want to be he didn't want to face the hate that these guys were bringing. He didn't want to be killed. He didn't want to be crucified, so he let him into the inner temple of Nehemiah's apostolic ministry. And we need to watch or else they're going to get in our temples. So, oh yeah. Woe well, unto you when all men, Luke 6.26. Did I read that already? No, I didn't read that. I did? For so they did the, their, their fathers to the false prophets. And that was the one that Shane mentioned. Or no. <laughs> Rewind. Woe well, unto you when all men speak well of you, because I didn't read the rest. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. And they're speaking, they speak great of the false prophets, and woe unto you when they're speaking well of you, because you might, might be dwelling with the wolves. You might be in the same category as them. Or you're heading there. Some people are heading there. Some people are enduring for a while, but falling away because of persecution. It's the word of God. If you can't stand to be hated, you can't be saved. Everything you do, let's say you're preaching. Let's say you're going to go up to pray. And trust me, I need to repent for it too. But let's say we're going to do something in the kingdom of God before or here or whatever. And, then when, and when we think about doing it, all we think about is what is going to happen after I do it. Then we need to check ourselves. We need to, we need to really repent of that. Because if all we're thinking about is what's going to happen, either we're not, either we're in outer darkness, we're in we're in a bad place, we're not we're not we're in sin, or we're worried about what people are going to say, or we're, we're, we can't embrace hate. We want to be liked. We don't want people to come against us. 
we need to get that. That needs to get right. We cannot be praying and worrying about what this person, that person is going to say, or what's going to happen to me if I. Then that's on you. That's not on anybody else. That's on you. You want to be liked. You don't. You want to to keep the peace in Jerusalem, but you're keeping the peace unrighteously. You're keeping it in the flesh. Mark ten twenty nine through thirty. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, brother, or sister, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake, and the gospel, that he shall receive a hundredfold who does. And this time, houses, brother, brethren, sister, mother, children, lands, with persecution. With. Didn't say if. Said with persecution. And, and, and really... <laughs> If you take the whole church as a majority, who can really say in the church but a few? Who is forsaken father, mother, brother, and sister, spiritually speaking? Because then some you got yeah some of these people that think, well, in some terms it is for some people they got to leave stuff, but I can't, I'm not leaving my family because they're in the you know my my wife and my brother and my and my kids because they're in the kingdom and they're submitted to God. But if they're not submitted to God, I I. I I follow Christ, and whatever. If He tells me to leave, I leave. If He tells me to leave the house, it's about in the heart. It's about when your heart is like nothing's gonna hold me back. My house, my brother, my sister, and really nobody in the church. Only few in the church majority can really say that. Only few can really say I have forsaken house, brother, mother, sister, for His sake. And that's why everybody has soul ties in, in the kingdom is because. They haven't forsaken. And I think I'm almost done, so rejoice. I don't think that was that long. Offense. Oops. Offense, dislike, slandering, gossips, backbiting, backstabbing, persecution, rejection. These are all forms of hate. These are all forms of hate. And this is what... You want to be in the ministry of Christ? Welcome to all that. Embrace it. Because this is going to be your, this is going to be your cup to drink. We hate having resistance. We speak truth, but we need to realize... When we speak truth, but we need to realize it's our portion. Resistance... You bet, we, should be, we should be betting on resistance more than anything else. We have expectancy and hope for the kingdom of God to be poured out. But we also have on the, other, on the other side of the coin, knowing that if people reject me, it's also a part, of, a part of my walk. When you drink the cup of hatred, it breaks intimidation of evil spirits. Drinking the cup of hate is a tactic from God that protects you. That you will be able to stand against any spirit. That you'll be able to stand against Absalom, Jezebel, Leviathan, Korah, whatever you want to say. You'll be able to, that's God, it, God the, the cup of hatred is your protection against any type of spirit and any flesh that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Embracing the cup of hate is God's protection that you would not compromise or hold back. If you're holding back, the devil's got your throat. If we're afraid to speak, 
for afraid to talk, for afraid to heal, for afraid to do this, for afraid to do that, the enemy's got our throat. For at work, per se, because I know that this would happen more so at work or something like that. For at work and, and God's telling us to go pray for this person in the middle of your job and you're holding back, the enemy's got your throat. The enemy's got your, got your steps. But when you realize, so what if I get fired? So what if everybody, I, I, guess what? I know everybody's going to get mad at me. I know everybody's going to think, say stuff about me, but this is my calling. Every, there's some that are called to be apostles, some that are called to be prophets, some that are called to be evangelists, teachers, pastors, but everybody's called to be hated. Everybody. It's the force field. And also, God said, also, the cup of hatred is also God's force field to protect your boldness. When you realize this is a part of your walk, and this is going to be... Pro- or prominent, or however you say that word, in, in your walk, then your boldness is protected, and you and it doesn't, and the enemy can't take it. The fowler can't pluck it because your our boldness gets stolen because of what other what we what, when we care about other people over over God. If you're dead to people, if you're dead to people, then you'll be alive to God. If you're dead to people then you'll be alive to God's holy boldness in your life. If you're dead to people, you'll be alive to the fire of God in your life. If you're dead to people, then the glory won't be dead to you. And intimidation won't even know you. Fear won't even know you. And that no one is going to intimidate you or control you. Then when Jezebel comes, I, you had enough of her because you already know what she's trying to do. Because you know this is what you're called to face. Romans 8, and we'll get to the last parts here. Romans 8, 6, 7. This is the foundation to really understand why Christ was hated. Why we're called to be hated. Because what? For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You know what's coming next. Because the carnal mind is at enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law, or you can say the word of God. Neither indeed can be. So what is it? It's because we have the flesh, or the carnal mind, and we have the spirit, spirit, the the mind of Christ, and they're always at war against each other. So when somebody's in the flesh and you're walking in the spirit, don't expect them to be along with what you're doing because it says the flesh and the spirit are at war with each other. If, 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 if I'm in the flesh and you guys in the, are in the spirit or you're in the flesh and I'm in the spirit, how is there going to be peace? Because there's going to be a war because these two things, it's, this is a trait of the spiritual realm. These two things war against each other. Because the carnal mind, because of flesh, is not submitted to God. And the spirit is not submitted to the God of this world. Or, or anything in the flesh. So there's going to be war. There's going to be wrestling. 
When you come into a church, when you come up to a people, when you go out on the streets, when you're going on Facebook, and people are, are in the flesh, get ready for the hate. Get ready for the opposition. Get ready for the resistance. Because this, this, is, this is what's going on in the Spirit. And be ready for, to be in the Spirit and come around fleshly people and they're hating you. Because flesh is against the Spirit. Someone is walking in the flesh and you're walking in the Spirit or truth, don't expect love from that person all the time. There's times where we, as a body, are together and we're in the Spirit. We're, in the tr- we're walking in the truth. Everybody's on one accord. Everybody's on the same mind. But then one gets in the flesh. But then one gets carnally minded. But then one is moving in the flesh. And then that one starts getting offended all the time. Then that one starts getting bitter. That one starts, getting, starts bashing, starts saying things. It's because they're in the flesh. And that flesh in them hates the spirit in you. Even amongst us. But then, hopefully, they repent. And then they come back and everybody's back in love. Because when we're in the truth, we're on one accord. And when we're on one accord in the truth, we're walking in love. To be in the truth is to be in love. If we don't have truth, we don't have love. And if we don't have the full truth, we're not in the fullness of His love. We want to know the full love of God, we need to know the full counsel of truth. Or else we'll be in false love. Because people don't see the spiritual things side of things, and people are always looking at the flesh, and people are looking at how things operate in the flesh, and they're not looking at the heart of the matters, if they're not looking at the, the spiritual things that are going on, they can, and they can't see in the Spirit, they're not going to walk in real love, because the real love sees in the Spirit, and it only handles in the Spirit. So when I'm not in the Spirit, and I'm seeing in the flesh, I'm going to operate in a false love spirit, because false love operates in the flesh. And when I try to love people without being in the spirit, I, don't actually, I can't actually see what's going on. So my carnally, carnal mind just says, oh, just pray for them, oh, just this or just that. And, 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 and excludes truth because I can't see truth. When I see truth and when I know truth, I can walk in truth. And when I walk in the truth, I walk in love. That's how, that's how we need to walk in love. We need to... The, the, we want to love people. We, we say, God, help us love people. We need to say, help me know the fullness and the counsel of your word. Help me know the fullness of your kingdom. How can the house of idols dwell with the temple of God? It can't. There. It can't. There will be hate. It can't. How can, how can somebody that has idols in the world dwell with somebody that's in the, that's, that's in the spirit and that is in the temple of God? This is a scripture in the Bible that these two can't dwell together. So when we're able to dwell with people like that, or we're able to, I'm not saying that we're not going to come because Jesus went around sinners, but he was there to save them and preach to them and bring them to the cross. He wasn't there to hang out with them. And when we have Christians hanging out with people like that, then they're not the temple of God. 
or they're a compromised temple of God. Which, if they're a compromised temple of God, they're on the fence. And if they're not, and if they're on the fence, there, God doesn't even consider them. Luke, he considers them cold. He considers them with the rest of the world, and, I, and it's worse to be on the fence. It's worse to be lukewarm than to be cold. It's worse to God. He says, "I spew you out of my mouth." So I'm more able to, and even when some of us, if I if I start walking in the flesh, and I start walking like as if I was a temple of idols, and you can come around me and stand me, then you have no discernment. Because, because the Spirit, or, or, or maybe you are walking as, as, as so. Because when you're really walking in the Spirit, when you're really in this, in, in this, in this, in this calling that you're called to, you get around people, and there's something in you that can't, it's not that you don't love them, there's a spirit in them. There's something in them that you can't stand. And it's called the temple of God cannot dwell with the temple of idols. So then you call your brother or sister to repentance and then it's on them. You call them to repentance because you love them. And how can Christians really hang out with people who are doing crazy stuff to win a soul? Come on, you're not winning the soul. You just like their company. Because you like to accompany the world. If you like the company of the slanderers, of the backbiters, of the adulterers, of the whatever, then you like the world. You like the th- you like. There's things in the world that you like. There's that one guy that couldn't that couldn't dwell with Paul anymore. One of his one of the, his co-workers in the gospel couldn't even be with Paul anymore because because he loved the world. Because Paul said he loved the world, so those spirits in him. Because he loved the world, couldn't stand the kingdom anymore, and he left Paul. And Barnabas. Barnabas. <laughs> Why did he leave Paul? Why did Barnabas... Why did they go to the Pharisees and Barnabas decided to fit, sit with the Pharisees and then Paul had to rebuke him and say, well, what are you going to be now justified by the law now again? What, are you going to go back to being a Pharisee now? Because Barnabas wasn't ready to be hated. Because Barnabas wanted to be liked. And when he got around the Pharisees and his old friends, he wasn't, he wasn't ready for this. He wasn't ready to be hated by them. He was expecting them, he probably was expecting them to receive him. But don't expect anybody to receive you. Expect the will of God. And if they hate you, know that they hated him first. And this is your calling, to be hated by all men, to drink this cup, and everywhere you go, and anywhere you go, in any situation, to be hated and to be slandered, to be gossiped about, to be anything and everything, to be, to be tossed around. And, and even if people hurt you, they crucified the prophets. They crucified Paul. They crucified all these guys. And the only guy I think that even lived without being crucified was, what's John of Patmos? Right? The guy on the island that wrote the book of Revelation, he was the only one. But the rest of them got their heads chopped off, got one on the cross, one on this one, one here. But they knew their calling. Don't you want to be like Stephen? When he was getting stoned, he knew he was called to, to be hated. And even when he was getting stoned, he was saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. How many people in the church would get stoned today and they're like, uh, and they'll probably be like, oh, why am I getting stoned? God, what I do? But Peter, but, 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 uh, 
What's his name? He knew what he knew what his calling was. He knew what that this was this was this was one day going to happen, or this was when, and in whatever form it was going to happen. And they were and there and you think that they were being hated, but guess what? In this age, we're going to be hated all the more. It says that there's going to be saints, many of them crucified. That, that it's, it talks about uh, when they come to him in the last day, when they when they're when the dead are raised, and it's, it talks about. I was just reading it yesterday about those who were persecuted and died for his name. And then there was a group that was already in heaven that was waiting for the rest of the ones that needed to die for Christ. Die, like death. Like, and you know what? We're coming to a day where God's doing, uh, uh, is, is moving all over the, all over the planet. He's going he's gonna to pour out a mighty revival. But guess what? This is going to be, this is going to be in the, this is going to be the end times when God pours out this revival, when God pours out this outpouring on the church and brings the Christ and brings the church of Christ to its full major. Then the kings of the earth are going to slay every Christian that's moving in power because of the power that's being. Released. Why do you think they're not persecuting or, or killing any Christians right now? Well, because we're not we're not a force to be intimidated by. The the, the bride is, but not the false church. Nobody's intimidated by these mega churches. Because they're honestly, the government owns them anyway, and the government can tell half of them what to preach and what not to preach, and can take their sermons and shut them down any day they want. But God is bringing a church that is without intimidation, that's ready to be hated by anybody, that's ready to be slandered by anybody, that's ready to be crucified by anybody, and they're going to walk in mighty power, and they'll be and will be ready to die, not just die to our flesh, but ready to die from this from this world for good, to, for our crest flesh to be crucified if that's God's will for you. Some are going to be wrapped, some are going to be taken up, and some are going to be are going to be killed at the stake, whatever. Shot. But it's all for His glory because this is, this is our, our life. And Father, right now, Lord, I thank You, Lord, that You just help us drink this cup, God. We're not going to pass this cup, Lord. We're not going to say, God, can, you, can it be something, can it be Another cup, Lord. Can I drink something else? We're going to drink it, Lord. Because we know this is what you said that we're called to. And if, if we're not greater than our master, and our master was persecuted and hated, then we're going to be as the same, God. And I thank you, Lord, that we receive this calling, God. We receive our portion, God. We receive all the bitterness and hate, but we turn it over for glory, God. And we love those that persecute us, and we bless those and pray for those that Hate us, God. Pray for those that hate us one day and love us the next, God. We are going to long suffer with them according to your spirit. Not by our flesh, but according to the spirit of God. And I thank you, Lord, that even in this church and even in these, this people, God, that you're going to pour out a mighty anointing, God, for us that embrace hate, God. That embrace the stake, God. Thank you, Jesus. That embrace being crucified for this truth that you're pour- for the truth that you're pouring out in this house, God, for the revelations that you're giving this house, God, for the foundation that we're being persecuted for, God. You're gonna bless us all the more for enduring it, God. We thank you, Father. Amen.